eight online tools that we can't live without. Hi, my name is Desiree Fawn, and I'm here with Amy Belgart for Season 2, Episode 2 of the Indie Parent Podcast. And today we are talking about all of the online tools that we could not live without and that we use in our businesses every single day. So welcome back, Amy. Hi. How are you, Desiree? I know you've been under the weather. I'm so glad you could still join us tonight. Yeah, you guys can hear my voice. I'm a little more mannish than usual, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm sipping tea, so bear with me. I'll try not to cough all over the mic. Awesome. So I think we're going to just kind of tag team some of our favorite online business tools. And these are tools that any business can use, assuming you are promoting online, which who is not promoting online? You're either on Facebook or Twitter, or you have a website or a blog. We're going to give you some tips on ways to streamline it so that it's easier, more effective, productive, so that your life will be easier. Okay, um, I will start with the first tool that is one of my favorites that I've been using for years is Hootsuite. And it is a platform that allows you to manage multiple social media accounts. So, and even if you just have one business, you can manage Twitter and Facebook, even now Instagram. And you can even do Facebook groups, which is pretty cool. You can, you know, schedule a message to go live into a Facebook group or your Facebook page. And it's all in one dashboard and you can create different columns for for each one. And it's just a great way to organize all of your social media and schedule your social media. And I will say for Instagram, since this is a new thing, it doesn't actually schedule Instagram. What it does is it gives you an alert that reminds you to post on Instagram, which mm-hmm. so we're getting there. And I'm, I'm hoping that there will be a tool soon that you can actually schedule for Instagram. But but then again, I kind of like the spontaneous nature of Instagram that you have to actually do it as things happen. Um, so that's my first one. Um, I really like to use Hootsuite too for keeping an eye on different hashtags. So for mm-hmm. instance, in my indie parent sort of column, I have um, our tweets, tweets from people we follow, replies, and then hashtag indie parent because people use that when they're watching the show. That sort of set up as a constant alert to people who are using the hashtag, which I find really handy instead of searching it individually every time. That's a good, a really good one. So in those columns, you can do, like Desiree said, hashtags, and you can also do all your at replies. So on Twitter, if someone's responding to you, you can have a column just for that. You can have your DM, your direct message column, and all of that good stuff. You can have yeah, it all Yeah, it's nice to have place. it all in one sort of view. Yeah. I love it. I use it for Twitter parties when yep. I'm wanting to just keep track, like Desiree said, of just the hashtag column. So Hootsuite.com, that's a good one. I believe it's free for so many accounts. And then you can pay to have even more if you're managing several different businesses or several different accounts. Yeah, that's sort of like a tiered Oh, system. another great thing I just for, I just forgot um, that you can add team members to Hootsuite. Mm. So if I want Desiree to tweet for me or do run my Facebook page through Hootsuite, if we were to do it that way, I can add her to my team and give her certain permissions to to tweet. And so that's kind of nice if you have a team. Mm-hmm. And then you're not always giving out a million passwords. Exactly. Yeah, they so can't. You just sort of add them. Yeah, so you can't log into my Twitter account, but you can manage, you know, my 
you can you could tweet, but you mm-hmm. can't get into my personal Twitter account. So that's kind of a a nice option. Mm-hmm. Should we move on to number two here? Yes, we should. So Canva is one that we talked a bit about in our last episode about Facebook. And Canva is something that I use all the time because for simple things like doing social media graphics, I find it easier to do than um, opening up Photoshop every single time. And it's just, you know, the sizing is easy and the photos are easy and all of that. But I also love it because they've rolled out Canva for work right now. Mm -hmm. And then I can save all of the logos that I use on graphics and the different sizes and different layouts, it will save them all. So I can just go in and change the ones that I need and it saves all your colors and your fonts so that you're not, you're not having to change it. So again, that's a great productivity tool because it's speeding up all of those processes. So I'm, you know, saving a minute or two every time by not having to go through and upload certain things. They're just already there waiting for me. Right. And unlike some other, like with PicMonkey, it doesn't save your work when you're mm-hmm. doing it. Right. Um, and that's more of, of like photo editing type stuff, which I love PicMonkey for that because Canva doesn't do some of the stuff that PicMonkey does, but I love Canva because it will save everything for you. So you can always go back and edit things or, you know, if you screwed up one word or, you know, heaven forbid you have a typo in something, you can go back and just change that and save it again. Um, whereas with other programs, you have to go back and change the whole thing. So I find that right. very handy. Right. So and, and that's Canva, that's C-A-N-V-A dot com. Yep. And uh, when when Desiree says it saves your work, it will save the layers too, just like Photoshop yes, will. Yes, so you can keep going back and editing. Which is really And you can awesome. add team members if you have Canva for work. So again, you can have your crew sort of in there using all the same. And then it just it creates that sort of continuity between all of your graphics if they're all looking exactly the same. And it has a really awesome feature, which... It doesn't work 100% of the time, but it has this magic resize thing. So if I make a graphic and then I click on the magic resize, it will, and I can say, you know, size this for Pinterest, size this for Twitter, size this for Instagram, and it will go through and it will resize it with my content. So then you just have to go back in and change, you know, the sizes of a couple things, but it's already resized it into like the perfect uh, format for each of those things. So that saves a lot of time because you're not redoing it over and over. It's just the same graphic in different sizes. I didn't even know it did change that. it up. That is, yeah, it was like a selling point for me. That. That's really cool. I, yeah, because one thing is uh, with Canva is unless you pick a template like a Facebook header or um, something like that from the beginning, you kind of you have to set dimensions of the image size you want. It's not like mm-hmm. PicMonkey where you just upload an image and then you alter that image. So it's it's a little and in Canva you can't crop an right. image. So, but, but it's still, it's a powerful tool and it's, it's fabulous. You should really check it out. It also, there's also an iPad app. So if you're someone who likes to work from their iPad, uh, you can use it from there, which I I think is pretty handy. I didn't know that either. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Number three, if this, then that, and this is probably the most confusing tool for, for people who are first learning about it they can't quite wrap their brain about around what it is and what it does and how to use it but it the acronym is ifttt and i believe that that's the website right is an ifttt.com yeah and i think now they just call it if or they've changed okay part of it but what they've sort of branched out a little but yeah (laughs) yeah so when i when i talk to people about this at first they're like i don't get it what why huh 
And, and what it does is it creates social media recipes. They call them recipes. And they're basically formulas that you can make. And, it, and they make it so easy to do where you can automate your social media. And let me give you some examples. For example, if you set a keyword on Twitter or maybe even a hashtag and you want to automatically retweet that hashtag every time someone mentions that hashtag, you could set up a formula to do that. So for example, with indie parent hashtag that we use, I can have my Twitter account automatically retweet everyone who uses hashtag indie parents. And that's kind of cool because then we're able to pull all of those cool tweets and retweet them. And another thing that I like to use this tool for is every time that I post something on Instagram and it pushes it to my Twitter page, it will automatically include the image with it. And normally it doesn't do that. It'll just do an image link that you have to click through to Instagram. But this way you can see the image in the Twitter stream. And I do have that formula or that recipe I should probably share. But you could do I was things. Say, I'll put that in the blog post. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool <laughs> one. It's, it's show notes. It's yeah, that that would be perfect for the notes because it's easy to set up once you know it. And then and then you could find other people's recipes that have already been created. If like you can't really think about what you want and you need some inspiration, you can use other people's recipes on for your own accounts. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's like some really cool things that you can do with that, it that you wouldn't think about. Like yes, you know, if someone if someone tags you in a Facebook photo you can have that like sent to your email there's just there's no Crazy. end to i know it's so fun i one, one cool thing that i do is i have a pinterest board that just has bohemian clothing and i push that whole board to a tumblr page which i've just created as a website bohofreak.com and it just curates itself so <laughs> and it's like you it's it's something that you may not think about and it's not something I monetize or any. It's just for fun. But I have people who I have readers over there, and I have people who reblog. Yeah. That oh yeah. Right. <laughs> there's no, there's notes, which is like they they did something with it, like they liked it or right. they shared it, and then there's reblogging. So I get like activity over there, and I'm basically not doing. It's all kind of working for itself, and that's the whole idea of what we're talking about today. We want a lot of these tools to help work for you, so that you're not going through too many steps. Mm-hmm. You could, it also does a lot of stuff that, you know, isn't necessarily business related, like, you know, send me a text if it's going to rain today, mm. <laughs> stuff like that. Really that's simple, really, that's but amazing. just handy. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a cool tool. And if it's, I know it might be a little bit overwhelming and confusing at first, but once you get the hang of it, you're like, oh, this is actually quite simple. If mm-hmm. you could just kind of think out, outside of the box compared to other tools, because there's not a, any other tool that I know about that's like this. Yeah. And, and there's some that are like they're location based. And I think they do that with like with the Android phones too. It's like, you know, when um when I leave work, send a text to my partner to let me know I'm on my way home or wet like mute my phone when I get to work or something I love it. different location based thing. So that's kind of cool. So again, that's um it's ifttt.com. Yep. And check it out. Play with it. It's fun. Okay. All right. Number we'll four. Move on to number four is Evernote. And Evernote is one that I've been using a really long time. And it looks totally different than when I started using it. And I love it. They keep adding new sort of features. I use the web client. Um, 
I just find it handy to have it in the tab, but you can download it like for your desktop or on, I use it on my phone as well. And it's basically just like, a, it's just a notebook. And I like it because it's, oh, it's across all of my devices. And if I'm somewhere where I happen to not have internet, I can still get into it because it would have synced the last time I was on. And I use Google Docs a lot, which I think Amy's going to cover too. I use that, but I like Evernote because it's just on my computer and I can get to it at any point. So I write a lot of blog posts in it before because WordPress has a nasty habit of sometimes timing out and then you lose the whole post because you haven't saved it properly. And, you know, after that happened three or four times, (laughs) I decided never to write posts within WordPress again. And I tend to write them either in Google Docs or in Evernote and then move them over. But it really is just, it's great for making notes. It's great for collaborating with other people. It's great for scheduling things. You can clip things from websites. You can move images into it. And it's just a great sort of brainstorming platform. And I have, last week we talked how I used Google Docs and spreadsheets to do some of my Facebook scheduling. I also have a spreadsheet in Evernote for some of my other clients that I can see when I've scheduled our Facebook out to. Uh, Courses that I'm working on are all in there. Just if I'm, you know, watching a webinar or something and I want to take notes, I put them in there and you can create different books and different notes within that. So it's like I have all this stuff under blogging and other stuff under other work. And then you can just keep it all organized. It's searchable. It's just, it's super intuitive and it's really just fun to use. Um, And anything, I feel like I use software more frequently and and sort of, it's better for me when it looks really nice, which is kind of funny to say, Mm -hmm. but it, 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 is a very beautiful layout and I find it just really easy to use. Sorry, my voice feels like it's getting lower and lower as I talk. <laughs> it sounds fine <laughs> to me. It's a great radio voice today. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. So, so yeah, Evernote is fun and yeah, you can have it on your phone too. So you can take notes on the fly and yeah, you can have other people sort of added to it. So if you both wanted to work on something, like if Amy and I wanted to work on a note together, we could both get into the same note and change it from within there and it has a ton of other features which honestly I haven't even used yet <laughs> um like you can tag different things if I had like just like a blog post you can tag a bunch of stuff like shopping or science or I don't know whatever <laughs> whatever makes sense for your job right right awesome I I personally have never used Evernote so that's that's great to know and this leads us to our next one, which Desiree mentioned, Google Docs. Number five is Google Docs. I'm still shocked when I find out that people aren't using Google Docs. Like, who doesn't use Google Docs? They're like, no, I'm using Microsoft Word. No, stop it. Don't do it. <laughs> There's many reasons why you want to use Google Docs. Okay. The first thing that I love about Google Docs is I don't have to download software onto my hard drive. So I'm not downloading downloading a huge piece of software that takes up space on my hard drive, which is a valuable space, as you know, if you do a lot of work from your computer. So that's one thing, is that Google Docs lives online. So you never need to even save your work on your hard yes, drive handy. unless you export it and want, you know, need a, an extra copy. It's all, it all lives online. And of course, if you go past a certain amount of space, which they give you a ton of space for free, then you'll need to buy more storage. But it's very inexpensive. I think it's completely worth it to have a good archive of all of your work and not have to keep it on an external hard drive or keep it on your uh, computer hard drive. So that's one thing that I love, that it's an online tool that you can use for the same purpose as you would any other word processing software. 
And the next thing I like is that you can create so many different things, documents and spreadsheets, even presentations and forms. I use forms a lot. If, if you want to create a, a survey for your team or for your customers, you can do that and it's easy and you, you'll have all of your information from the form that the people fill out in one organized place. And another thing that I love is that you can share documents easily with other team members. Yep. So if I am working, like, for example, notes for our podcast today, I could put into a document and then share it with Desiree. And we're both in there typing at the same time. You could even chat in there. There's a chat bubble you can click on and you can chat in there if you need to talk. And you could leave comments. And, you know, if you want to make edits to it, you could leave a little note on the side. It's just, it has everything that you have in Microsoft Word except for it's way easier, simpler, and has, I think, a lot more power. Mm-hmm. Did, I, did I, I miss anything? <laughs> no, I'm going to say I that I, uh, I love using it for, we use it for social kits because we, Rich, my partner and I have a, uh, like a shared folder for all of our work stuff. Mm-hmm. So each client has a different folder. So if he says, you know, I need this logo, it's like, well, it's in the, the different folders for each mm-hmm. one. So between graphics and videos and all that, we sort of all put it all in and, you know, you can get links to everything that you need. You can share them via email. Like if some, if Amy shares uh, a document with me, I'll get a notification in my email. So then I can go into my shared folder and open it up. You can share things publicly. You can share, there's just, there's a million things that you can do with it. And when, you know, I'm in the document right now, I can see who else is in it. So I can see a little pink cursor and Amy's little picture up in the top that says that she's also in there so that you can both be editing things and making sure you're all up to date. And I just love that there's, oh, there's just one spot for everything. And I like that you can, I mean, you can change it. There's quite a few ways to sort of visually modify what you're working on. You can download as a PDF or a plain text or Microsoft doc or whatever you need to do. You can email it to different people. You can do whatever you want. The same as you would with any other word processor. It's just a lot more robust. Exactly. So use it. Use it. Absolutely it. use it. Okay. Next tool, Desiree. Uh, Buffer is the next one that I'm going to talk about. And I use Buffer pretty much exclusively for my Twitter type stuff. And I use Buffer a lot to share other people's content, not necessarily always my own, because I tend to use another different sort of productivity tools to do that. But Buffer, I wanted to say, because it's great for sharing other people's content. My favorite thing about Buffer, which is just like a scheduling tool, is that you can... Go say I'm on uh, any blog post or a news article or something that I want to share, I can right-click and share. I can buffer that image or buffer that page. So then you have an image with your tweet, which is really good. You can change the tweet up. So if I go to you know whatever page I want to and I hit buffer this page, a little thing is going to pop up that says, you know, it lets me choose the accounts I want to share it to. And you can do uh, LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and G+, but I tend to just use it for Twitter. Then I can change it all in there. I can set it up with my bit.ly so I can track them. You can add it to your buffer queue, which is really nice because it'll start to learn when people interact with your tweets the most and you can set it to uh, sort of like an automatic schedule. So you just add it to the queue and it will keep tweeting out, which is really great for marketing purposes because you're always sort of in the feed because we all know that a tweet dies really quickly. So you want to be tweeting more. Again, like we talked about with Facebook, the more you're doing it, the more people are actually going to see it. And 
I love the fact that you can buffer the image. So you can find an image that's going to look good on Twitter as opposed to just doing the link because then that ends up being seen a little bit more. And it's just a good way to, you know, give love to other people in your industry as well. And what I, another thing I like about buffer, I don't use it a ton, but you can schedule to the minute and buffer, mm-hmm. which you cannot do in Hootsuite. And I don't know why yes. you cannot in Hootsuite. With Hootsuite, it has to be every five minutes. Every so five it's, minutes. yeah, it, I don't know why it makes no sense. And maybe that's to avoid like spamming or tweeting too much. I don't I think so. That's probably like their, you know, protection against that. But with buffer, if you need to tweet at like a specific time, that's an oddball time, or you just want to schedule every minute for like just the, the like five tweets in a row or something like that, mm-hmm. you could definitely do that in buffer. I just used it even the other day and it did exactly what I needed. And there aren't very many tools I know about that will do that. Yeah. Um, so that's, that, that's good. That, that's what I like about buffer. I don't really use it in any other purpose. But and and the thing is, with all these tools, you may only really get attached to one or two, and that's okay. That's the whole reason why we're sharing so many. Yeah, uh, Natalie Sisson, the suitcase entrepreneur, that always says that the best productivity tools are the ones that you actually use. You yeah. can have as many <laughs> tools as exactly. you know. You can have every tool under the sun, but if you're not actually using them, then they're not doing you any good. So find the one that you'll actually use and do that. Exactly. One oh, last thing about Buffer is sure. it has a thing called a, the Power Scheduler. Schedule. Oh my god, I can't talk. The Power <laughs> Scheduler, which will you can you know if I pull it up right now, it says you can tweet now in eight hours, in a day, in seven days, sometime later in October. Um, so you can keep you can so you have, if I have a blog post and I'm like I want this to go out ten different times, I can schedule it out in that at different times so that it always goes out, which would be great if you're marketing something or you have a giveaway on your site or you want a blog post to go out whenever so you can schedule a bunch at the same time which I should sort of touch on I use co-schedule within WordPress to do that on Twitter so that's just a plug-in which we'll call this bonus number nine on this list Mm -hmm. Uh, co-schedule is just a really cool plug-in that you can use with WordPress and uh if you don't have WordPress, you can now use it too. It just works in a little bit of a different way. So you can look that up if you're interested in more sort of social media scheduling type things. Awesome. Okay, we're moving on to number seven. Number seven, which kind of goes with Google Docs, but it's also its own beast, is Gmail. And I know that you're probably really, really attached to your email service provider. Please tell me that you're not using something outdated like Yahoo. Is Yahoo even still a thing? I think it is. Is Hotmail still a thing? Please tell me no. Someone gave me a Hotmail address the other no! day. I was like, wow. No, stop it. Okay. <laughs> You've gone back in time. <laughs> you know, when I first started exploring my own business options, back when I did eBay, I was mm-hmm. an eBay power seller. One of the things that I learned about business is that you should have a email account that doesn't show who your provider is. Like it should be amy at surprisesbyamy.com. And that made you professional. And mm-hmm. I just don't think people care about that anymore. And I see when I see yeah. someone has a Gmail account, I'm like, oh, they're legit. Like they know how to do their business. And I don't even judge it on that. I I believe like the, the email masking with like the uh, beauty names or whatever is just not even a thing anymore. No one cares. And the reason why I bring up Gmail is because it is such a powerful email provider and it's it's Google, so it's already you know it's it's like the whole package of Google always has a lot of good things in it. Yeah. And here are the reasons why I love Gmail. Not only is it 
a they provide cool ways that you can organize your your archives that you can put a label on it file it away and that way you always have it I don't delete a whole lot unless it's spam. I archive my emails for later because they're so easily searchable later if I need to pull them. And that way, my inbox, I don't like to have a littered inbox. If I'm done with whatever I need to do with that email, I put a label on it and then I archive it. That way I know whatever's in my inbox is what I need to take action on and whatever's filed away is done for now or it's done forever. So I like that that they make it easy to file away email. So that's one mm. thing that I love. Um, another thing is, is Gmail will organize what they feel is the most important email from the rest. And I, it's not always perfect. And you can still see all the other email. It's just at the very top of your inbox, you'll see like, these are the most important ones. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good mm. about pulling out the ones that aren't like just newsletters that you subscribe to and things, but like actual from actual people that you may need to take action on right away. I like that it pulls it up at the top and it does a pretty good job. Another great thing is that with Gmail, you can add little plugins to it to enhance it even more. Yep. So for example, I have a snooze button on mine, which I love, you can snooze an email so that it pops up into your inbox a few days later. So say that you don't need to take action on something until like another week or so. Instead of it sitting in your inbox and stressing you out and it's there and you keep thinking about it, you could snooze it and have it pop up a week later and then work on it when you maybe have more time or when it's more appropriate for your time management to work on it then. I love it. I use it all the time. Um, another thing is that there is a streak plugin, which is good and bad. What it does is it tells you when people are reading your emails that you sent to them. Oh, it, <laughs> I, know, I know. So in some ways it's good because it's like, hey, you, I know that they read my email and maybe they haven't responded in two weeks. Maybe I should follow up because I know it didn't get lost because someone read it and it'll show who read it. But the bad thing is... That would make is, me crazy. That's I know, like, I know. That's it's, the same as when you know someone's read your Facebook message. I know. <laughs> and then they don't respond. <laughs> but it's good for... But then it's also stressful because you see and then, you know, see yeah. if someone read it and then they're not responding to you. So the, you just can, you know, gauge whether or not you think that that is a good idea or not. Um, but streak, that's another one. Another good plugin is boomerang which allows you to schedule emails in gmail so that if you want to either even send yourself a reminder about something or you want to remember to email a team member or a customer or something but you can't you you won't be available to that day to email it you can schedule it and it's very it's been it hasn't failed me yet it's a really good feature as well Another thing that I like about Gmail is that you can use the Google chat function right in your Gmail, which means that you could chat with other users, mm-hmm. which is pretty much everyone has a Google account and has, has a Gchat account and probably don't even know they have it. And you can even, I think, video chat right there in Gmail as well as text chat. So that right. is a nice little function too, just a little added bonus. And man, I think I covered a lot, but I, I think Gmail is just, it's what I think most people are using these days, but there's still a few of you that are still using those really old email providers. And I'm telling you, Gmail has a lot more power for business owners. It's true. 
uh, one last thing that I love with Gmail is canned responses. Oh, yeah, that's right. Talk which about that. is, mine all have really funny names because some of them are a little <laughs> bit snarky and maybe I shouldn't say this. But some of them are, you know, I'll get really ridiculous requests for my blog like, hi, can we pay you to put this link in for no reason? So I have, I have a canned response called No More Icky Guest Posts. <laughs> so that is what I send back to people. That's just a very polite way of saying uh, it says something like, we'd be happy to chat with you about doing sponsored content. We do not accept guest post submissions, something like that. Right. So just something that I have to type over and over and over again. Instead of just deleting, I at least give these people a response. And you can do it for other things, too, that are less snarky. You could do it for, you know, if you have... I don't know, whatever your business is, you have a certain message that needs to go out to certain people. And instead of copy, paste, copy, paste every single time, you can just go into your canned response. And to make a canned response, all you do is go into a blank email and write whatever it is that you're going to write. And then in the bottom corner, you'll find your little like more options drop down menu and click on canned responses, save new canned response. And then the next time you need to use it, you just click insert and then your new your whatever you've called your canned response. So that's handy if you also have, you know, like frequently asked questions. So say you do Facebook marketing and someone is constantly asking you, people are constantly asking you one certain thing about your services, then you can always answer with the same thing. And it still sounds nice and personalized. You can add their name at the top, but it saves you from typing that paragraph out every single time. Yes, I use canned responses all the time. I can't remember can't believe that I forgot to mention that in my my long list. But yes, I use that every day as well. It's great for uh, if you have readers or customers asking the same types of questions. It saves a ton of time. Totally. Awesome. We're on to our last tool, Desiree. All right. This one's kind of funny. I have to say, I had just uh, tweeted out a little picture of my mic using my if this, then that formula. Oh, cool. So it went out to Twitter. <laughs> and Edgar which is the app that I'm going to mention next, uh, retweeted it. So maybe they knew, or they favorited it. So apparently they <laughs> knew I was about to talk about them. So Edgar, or at Meet Edgar on Twitter, if you want to go find them, is a really cool social media scheduling platform uh, created by Laura Roder of LKR Social Media. And she created this, I think it's been around for a couple of years, and... It's a really cool platform because it reuses your posts. So you can put in evergreen content and then set a schedule and it will continuously pull from that category or tag or whatever and post over and over. But if you've been following me on Twitter, you probably don't know that I've been using something like that because it's there's so much content in there that it tends to retweet, you know, like it re uses content every couple months so people don't see every single tweet. Mm-hmm. So things like recipes or you know different posts that make sense all year round I put in sort of like a general category and then I can always use them over and over and over and I'll you know I'll put them in one or two three times and with a little bit of different wording so it's not always exactly the same but then it saves you because you then you end up with this nice repertoire of all these posts that you can use and for seasonal stuff depending on what your business is you can you know put seasonal type things in there if you where if you had like a Halloween category for this time of year, then you could put all of your Halloween stuff in there and it would only go at this time of year whenever you scheduled it. Or if you had a sale coming up and you wanted to make sure you were tweeting two or three times a week about the sale for the next month, you could plunk them all in there and then they would just go automatically without you having to schedule each individual one. So it's a big time saver and 
helps with your Twitter traffic, especially. I don't use it for Facebook, although it can be used for Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Um, I just prefer to do all of our Facebook within Facebook because of, well, go listen to our last episode and I'll tell you why. But I use it for Twitter a lot and I use it for our different social media clients for Twitter. And we've seen quite a bit of success from it. So I, I think that you can even use Edgar in different ways, even if you don't have a blog that you're doing posts for because oh, you could sure. just do text updates and whatever image you want or no image at all with or your product or business information yeah yeah and what and one cool way that you can use edgar for facebook is for facebook groups that you run you can schedule uh, an image and an update to go out whenever you want and so if you wanted to every monday put in an inspirational quote or just something that would be like less personalized that you wouldn't, you know, you don't want your voice to be so scheduled that you don't come mm -hmm. across as you, but this something or a sale or something, whatever it is that you're doing in your Facebook group, you can schedule it in Edgar and it will pop up and be, it would look just like a, like you just updated the Facebook group. And mm -hmm. so there's creative ways that you can use that for a business or a community as well. Totally. So yeah, that's one that I like. It's not free. It is a paid service and you can add different categories on it. So it's sort of one that you might want to move up to once you're doing a lot of that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But I've found it super, super helpful. I love Edgar. It's awesome. Cool. Well, you know what? I think that we've covered all of our favorite productivity tools that we can't live without. And we hope that you will try. And maybe you can also share what your favorite productivity tools are. Okay, so we, as you know, we always have a homework assignment at the end of every show. And for this one, we want you just to come check out our blog post that will be on the notes of this show at theindieparent.com and leave a comment telling us which tool you've used for the first time after listening to our show and what you think about it. And, and if you have any questions about it, we'd be happy to help you. But that's your homework assignment. Try just one of these tools that you've never tried before and then let us know what you think. And we are so glad that you joined us for episode two of season two. As you know, you can join us every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Check out our new blog at theindieparent.com. And listen to us on Blog Talk Radio and also on iTunes. And you can find all those great links at theindieparent.com. And tweet us using hashtag IndieParent. We love to see your thoughts and your pictures of your crazy days as a indie parent. And if you have any questions too, you can tweet us. And we will talk to you next week.